A farmer's time is valuable. That's why Blaine's Farm and Fleet has made shopping for your must-haves quick and easy. Simply order online at farmandfleet.com and pick up your items in just one hour in their convenient drive-thru. Or try Farm and Fleet's same-day local delivery option. California's Proposition 12 has made national headlines because it requires other states to comply with more stringent farming regulations to sell meat and egg products in California. This includes pork. Wisconsin pork producers argue it's only going to disrupt the supply chain all the way from the barn to the grocery store. I'm Stephanie Hoff for the Midwest Farm Report. The Wisconsin Pork Association says California consumes about 15% of U.S. pork and the modifications required to meet that market could cost thousands per sow, raising pork prices. Despite Proposition 12 going into effect on July 1st of this year, Wisconsin pork producer A.V. Roth out of Crawford County has decided to hold off on meeting compliance. He's optimistic that policy circulating at the federal level could put an end to the new regulation. In the meantime, he tells me how Proposition 12 is impacting him. So if I want to be able to sell my pork into California, it has to meet the Prop 12 standards. Some of those are being in 24 square foot of pen gestation, other stuff like fine. You know, they need to be able to come in here and verify that I am following the Prop 12 standards, including being able to come into my office and check financials and things like that as well. It's unique because Prop 12 is a California law. So anything that goes to California has to follow these certain standards for pork and eggs, for example. How do you know that, that your meat goes to California? Well, there's there's another issue there that if, you, if you're not, it's got to be separate. If you don't understand anything, they got to keep what meat is going to California separate from the other, which on the processing side isn't isn't an easy thing. A problem here is that we put a lot of money into our local butcher plants over the last three years, basically since COVID, and unless the animals going into them are Prop 12 compliant, they're not able to sort out what is, what isn't, and even the work that we've been able to do of getting meat to be able to sold across state lines from local butcher shops won't be able to go into California. So, A.V., have you had to make changes since Prop 12 was upheld by the Supreme Court, or maybe even before that, just when the rumblings were going on that it was a possibility? So I've, I looked into it quite a few years back about doing, or doing um, larger pens and things like that. And for me, my animals, because actually, if you go back to before 98, we were a 500 um, head pharaoh to feeder pig, and our pens probably would be Prop 12 compliant. Now, there's stuff that wasn't, but at that case, when we went from the pens that were Prop 12 compliant into gestation stalls, we actually had the same number of animals called because of injury at 500 the year before we switched over to the same number called after at 1,500 head in stalls. And so for me, it was really clear that the pen was not the right way to keep the animals. Prop 12, one of the requirements is that you no longer can use gestation crates. They must be in pens? Yep. So you, they have to be have 24 square feet and they have to be able to turn around without touching any side. So it has to be a very big stall, you know, pen. If you've invested in already one way of raising animals and then moving to another way, I mean, what does that cost look like? Have you broken that down or have you heard uh, others in yep. the industry break this down? So first thing about it, you know, we went this way because as a farmer, this is the best way that the animals 
can be raised. I mean, the safest for the animal, the most humane way to raise them, in my opinion, and what's best for the animal. Now, someone in California decided that's not the right way. So, yes, the cost that I've went through is to, a new construction would be about 40% increase in cost. And so at the same rate, I'm going to be losing somewhere around 30 to 40%. If I, if I switched over to that, I'd lose 30 to 40% of my capacity here. But you have not switched over yet. Is there a reason why? Because uh, I don't believe it's right for the animals. Is your supply chain disrupted a little bit? Where does your port go? So mine hasn't. Um, there are certain, certain farms that have built what they thought was t- Prop 12 compliant. I don't know how many of them were or are or how that goes. I know that, I don't know the exact number, but I'm guessing that uh, we they do not have enough pork to supply um, California right now with Prop 12 compliant pork. So there will be shortages of pork going into California. They eat uh, about 50% of the pork in the U.S., so it will be an issue. And that's the next thing, you know, it's coming down from Massachusetts and other states with same kind of rules. So it's, it's a big issue. We can still, at least in California, because there's a lot of ports there, that the Prop 12 compliant meat that's not Prop 12 compliant can go across the state and be shipped out. But in Massachusetts, part of their, I think it's Rule 3 or something like that, they or their Rule 3 compliant meat cannot even go through their state. Talk of something similar in Massachusetts. Are other yep. states taking up similar policy? Are you, are you hearing anything about, and maybe it's not just hogs. Maybe they're looking at regulating other commodities in a similar way. And the, yes, they are. You know, the eggs, the veal. There's other things that Prop 12 did other than pork. Just pork is what's on top of my mind because I'm a pork producer. But the, the biggest thing is, if you can go back to the chickens. Before Prop 12, 10 years before that, they did another Prop 2 or something like that in California. And in that, for chickens, an enriched cage was okay to do 10 or so years later in prop 12 and they said it wasn't okay to do so the biggest problem here is what's going to be the fun you know 10 years from now are they going all these buildings that get built to be prop 12 compliant are there going to be further rules so hsus argued at the supreme court on behalf of this prop 12 rule and i believe that their only reason they're doing that is they do not want people to eat meat so they in my opinion will keep changing the rules so that farmers will go out of business, period, whether you become Prop 12 compliant now or not. Not only are you a Wisconsin pork producer, but you're also involved with the Wisconsin Pork Producers Association. Have you had a voice at either the state or national level on this issue? Uh, absolutely. I've talked to my legislator and other legislators. For me, raising pigs in Wisconsin not being able to sell California is a problem. California can tell their farmers how they want them to raise their animals. But we cannot have a set of rules going around state by state of what you have to do to sell into this state. That was the whole thing that our founding fathers didn't want to happen because that's 50 different rules, and that's going to be impossible. That not only just for agriculture, but it's going to. It's that's the whole thing with this Prop 12. It opens up a can of worms that they can do this to anything. There's legislation coming down there that is not going to be okay. They have to, you know, one standard of rules set for the whole state or whole country. And that was said at the listening session at Lacrosse. You were at the listening session in Lacrosse. What were some of your yeah, big uh, takeaways from that? Well, the thing I brought up there was the whole Prop 12 thing. And GT Thompson, he said he has a plan of getting it into the farm bill on top of this so that it 
can combat the Prop 12 language. Did anything surprise you from that conversation? Did you learn anything? It was just really nice to see. There's like three to 400 people there. And it was just nice to see that many people talking on behalf of agriculture. That's something I, I really enjoy. Um, Ron Johnson was there. Derek Van Orden, G.T. Thompson. Um, there's also Kurtz was there and um, Oldenburg from my district, all just supporting agriculture in general. I, 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 there might have been others there. Those are the ones I, I remember off the top of my head. And it's just nice to see people get, coming together. And agriculture's got to stick together. Whether you, you're organic or not organic, we have our differences, but we have to stick together when it comes to agriculture in this great country of ours and the state. A.V., you told me earlier in this interview that you won't comply with California's Proposition 12 because you don't think it's humane for your animals. But you also said California has a lot of buying power in the pork market. So are you concerned that your animals won't have a market if it can't go to California? Yes, I, I, I'm hoping that the legislators get something done. Gigi Thompson has, when I got up and talked, he assured me he has a plan of taking care of this. And basically, that's what the judges said when they put their proposal out, is that this needs to get done in the legislation. You know, they're tired of legislating from the bench, and they want these rules to come down from the from legislators and the Senate and Congress and things like that. It's time for the legislators to get, get their butts together and get it done. I mean, it's not a it's not a complicated issue, but this patchwork of each state having their own rules is ridiculous. I mean, I, I, if I grow my pork in the U.S., I should be able to sell it in the U.S., period. How is your market looking today? Uh, not the best. This isn't a great time to be in the pork industry right now. Between the input costs and the lower pork prices, it's tough. That's all I can say about it. Uh, you're losing money. There's hopefully will be some money coming back around next summer. And there was, you could have locked in some profits this summer, but winter does not look good. You've been clear that there's a lot of things happening from the policy side of things. And then just from the cost of farming that have been a damper on your business. But what are you optimistic about? Well, some of the other things that, you know, that are in the farm bill are the um, vaccine bank. So it sounds like that's going to go through. It'd be nice to get a little bit more money in there, but it's going through. Um, and just the work that's been done to keep our borders safe from foreign animal disease in general, I think has been outstanding. Because um, that's something for me, if we get foreign animal disease in here, 30% of our export, we export 30% of our meat. And I believe that will be shut down immediately. And me being an independent producer, that's, I'm probably in that 30% that's going to go away. So uh, there's a lot less independent producers and things like that, I believe, even though 98% of the pig farms out there are family farms, which I, I love, but just worried about how my farm's going to go through as well. A.V., tell me more about this vaccine bank. So the last farm bill, we got it enlarged in there. I think we got $250,000, million put into that, and that's the something like the 23 largest circulated viruses like African, it's not African swine fever, but like classic swine fever and foot and mouth disease. The 23 most circulating strains, we got a vaccine bank put together so that there's surge. First thing that we have a bank of it, plus we also got the surge capacity if all of a sudden we needed it. Before that, there wasn't, we didn't have enough vaccine to do a county in Texas, let alone try to stop something if it got into Iowa. But now with the increased vaccine bank, we would be able to handle, be able to get what we needed for the vaccine in case we had an outbreak of a foot and mouth disease in Iowa and other diseases.
A.V. Roth along with us, a Wisconsin pork producer out of Crawford County. He's facing challenges today with Proposition 12, threatening to disrupt his market. He's optimistic that federal policy, either as standalone legislation or within the 2023 Farm Bill, will reverse California's Prop 12. As he told us, he's also optimistic about Congress supporting disease outbreak protection. This is among the highlights in an otherwise tough market to be raising pork. For the Midwest Farm Report, I'm Stephanie Hoff.